The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LeGreco. On today's episode, Bully Ray and I talk all about Monday Night Raw. Dominic Mysterio and the Judgment Day. Brock and Bobby Lashley. And also we get into Baron Corbin with the help of JBL. Plus, I have a very special announcement of what's going to happen with Busted Open this upcoming Saturday. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Oh, yeah. Busted Open is hosting a live two-hour special on NXT Halloween Havoc this Saturday. Bully, this Saturday afternoon, a two-hour special before Halloween Havoc on Saturday. <laughs> That's right. It's going to be right after our usual Saturday show, our Saturday show from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation. And then right after that, immediately after that, boom, Dave LaGreca will be doing a show live from the WWE Performance Center talking NXT Halloween Havoc. That's noon to 2 Eastern right here on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. I'll be interviewing all NXT talent, guests, getting you ready for the matches that we're going to see at Halloween Havoc. It's a big deal, Bully, because I, Bully, I think you would say that, you know, unfairly, I've been being accused of not talking enough NXT. So you know what? I went to the big boss at Sirius XM, okay? All the way up on the 137th floor of the building in New York City. I took the, the elevator. Building. I took the elevator. I took the stairs, took another elevator all the way up, all right? And I grabbed that person by the collar. I said, listen, you need to send me to Orlando. Halloween Havoc is coming. Getting a lot of shit from people. All right. A lot of people saying, you know, certain companies, I'm on their payroll, yada, yada, yada. I need to go out to Orlando and do a two hour special before Halloween Havoc. It's that special time of the year. And I'm going to do exactly that for the Busted Open Nation, Bully. And what did they tell you? They said, get the hell out of here. I almost <laughs> lost my job. And then Paul. You know, made the certain phone calls and got everything done, and I will be going out to Orlando. You know what? I'm, and then I will be doing a two-hour special immediately after our live show on Saturday. Two-hour special. Again, 
a lot of guests, interviews, getting you ready for Halloween. So Dave LaGreca and Busted Open invade NXT and the performance center. You got to go rolling in on a tank like DX did back in the day. Or or like Shotzi Shotzi and borrow her tank. Yes. Big some big matches. You got the big NXT uh, uh, triple threat match for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker, Dragonoff, JD McDonough. That's a huge match for the women's championship as well. Mandy Rose. I mean, this is a big. This is a big deal on Saturday. Go in a Alba day Fire. early and go to. Rachel's. I think we're going to get a new women's champion with Alba Fire. By the way. Okay. Talk a lot about that. You know, we've seen over time. Brock get the best of Bobby Lashley. It was good to finally see Lashley get some, I mean, a little bit revenge on Brock Lesnar last night, especially after what we saw last week between those two. Lord knows Bobby needed it, especially after last week, like you just said, because Brock, you know, he basically mopped the floor with Bobby. Last night, Bobby returned the favor. So, it, it or does, did last night make you want to see this match anymore? Yes, it did. And, you know, we talked last week how we weren't really that excited. We thought the shine was off the matchup between Brock and Lashley because, you know, you even said it like Lashley's been kind of jobbing out to Brock like each and every week on the microphone whenever they've gotten physical. It hasn't been good for Lashley. He needed what we got. As a matter of fact, I might even take it a step further. You may need to see it happen again because I really think they've done a lot of damage to Lashley because of what they've done with him and Brock. But definitely, I think last night was a big step in the right direction. I'd love to see Bobby get the better of Brock leading right into Saudi. Yes. Keep the momentum going for Bobby. Put Brock in positions that we're not used to seeing Brock in. You're not going to hurt Brock. His stock is not going to go down. Brock is Teflon. And you know what the go, example go, that go is? Go into Saudi with Brock as the underdog. I mean, why not? I mean, listen, if you really look at Brock Lesnar's win-loss record, it's probably about 50-50. I mean, Brock does a lot of losing, and it does nothing to hurt him at all. Like you said, he's Teflon. You By the time Brock comes back, because he'll lose a big match, usually at WrestleMania, and then, and then he's off the grid for a few months, and when he comes back, you completely forget that he lost the last time he was in the ring. This whole winning and losing thing within the world of pro wrestling is, is so funny. I, a couple of, I don't know if you saw this last night, Dave, on Twitter. A couple of people were talking about how AJ Styles got buried last night because he lost to Dominic. Does anybody really get buried anymore because they lose a match? Do you think anybody is going to care by next week that AJ got pinned? Come on, people. Nobody got buried. And then I have to remember who's tweeting. And I, you know, I, I look at their profile or, or, or I realize that they're, you know, they might be children and they don't understand any better. But then sometimes you get 50 year old adults who tweet this stuff. And I say to myself, what's the problem with some of these wrestling fans? AJ Styles was not buried last night at all, nor was Brock Lesnar. No. And you know what the thing about it is, if if it happens continuously, like if week in and week out, 
the wrestler or the tag team is losing on TV, then we can have a discussion. When an AJ Styles loses to a Dominic, it elevates Dominic to the moon. It doesn't hurt AJ Styles at all. What about Lana, who got put through a table eight or nine weeks in a row? Was she buried? Well, in that case, yes, because she never able was never able to get really her revenge that she should have had. But you know what? As I'm saying it, perfect example would be Seth Rollins' bully. How many people called up when we were doing that PWI 500 about how is Seth Rollins not higher? He should be in the top five. If you go back to 2021 and most of 2022, Seth Rollins did a hell of a lot of losing, but perception is reality. You look at Seth Rollins, he's on TV every week. Most of his matches are high-profile matches, but yet people, even though he lost probably 75% of his matches, people thought he should be in the top five of the PWI 500. Uh, the only the only ranking that matters in the PWI 500 is number one. I understand what you're saying. I don't believe in this whole winning and losing uh, or this, this this losing buries people thing. Um, they, they should use last night's victory by Dom to replay it and get him over more. I don't think by replaying it that they're going to remind people that AJ Styles lost. I think that'll remind people that Dominic won. Yep. And yeah, and last night nobody was buried. And I and getting back to the original point, I think Bobby needs to do more of what he did to Brock Lesnar leading into Saudi. I want that. I'd love to be able to watch this Saudi show, thinking to myself that Bobby Lashley has a legitimate shot of beating Brock. And if you look at uh, the matches that Brock has had in 2022, bully, he's lost more than he's won. So Brock Lesnar has lost more matches that he's won this year in 2022. Does it matter? Do people even remember what matches he lost and what matches he won? I don't even remember what matches he had. Yeah. So just just to recap, he uh, Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar to win the title back in uh, January of 2022. Then he had the Royal Rumble match. Then... In, uh, in February, you had the Elimination Chamber where Brock Lesnar won to become champion. Then Brock Lesnar beat Austin Theory. And then the last two matches he had uh, before he went on sabbatical, he lost two matches uh, to Roman Reigns. So, I mean, I don't even think people even remember that because it's freaking Brock Lesnar. So even though he's had a lot more losses than he has wins, he's Teflon, and it doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, I would have Lashley beat Brock Lesnar in Saudi. Why not? We don't. I, I think a, a win for Lashley, a clean win, win for Lashley. I think at we'll this do a point, lot at yes. this point. Yes, a good clean victory right in the middle for Lashley would do wonders for Bobby right now, because the last time Lashley won there was some shenanigans with Roman Reigns. If Bobby Lashley beats Brock Lesnar clean in the middle of the ring, one, two, three, and Brock Lesnar's gone for four or five months, when he comes back, you're not even going to remember it. But for Lashley, it would do a lot. And Lashley's one of those guys that is almost there, but not quite there. As soon as you think he's going to get to that next stage, he'll lose a big match or he'll be off a of TV for a while or they'll change his character. It would be nice, especially since we just have the one champion 
right, Bully? And Roman is mostly on SmackDown to make Lashley the guy on Monday Night Raw. You know, I said it last week, guys like Lashley and Drew, they just lack that little bit extra, that killer instinct that Brock has, that certain next level of it factor, that 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 badassery to their persona. Um, like I said, the, these guys, they're, they're, as, as tough as they are, they're a little too nice. It's time for Bobby Lashley to become that true badass that I think we all know that he can be. Just give me a little bit of Clubber Lang. Just give me a little bit of Samuel L. Jackson and Pulp Fiction. Give me a little something that makes me look at you in the same light as a Brock Lesnar. A little bit of an attitude. Like, I, I think you're right. Even when Lashley joined us last week on Busted Open, you know, and this is this is real life for Bobby Lashley. He loves what he's doing. He understands the opportunity he's been given. He's loving life. And I think that shows on TV. I would like it a little bit more if he felt disrespected, if he had a little bit of an attitude. I think we started seeing a little bit of that last night. Speaking of attitude, we've seen an attitude lately change for Dominic Mysterio. But, man, he got a big win. You want to talk about momentum shifting? We got that last night. We'll explain when Bully and I are back right here. I'm busted open. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Man, Corey Graves said something that is 100% true. Statement victory by Dominic Mysterio in the Judgment Day last night on Monday Night Raw. Huge victory for Dominic. A memorable one. Roll up, AJ, right in the middle of the ring, beats him. They need to replay that over and over again. Constantly remind people that Dominic Mysterio beat AJ Styles. Good segment for them. Everything worked. I love Rhea being in Dominic's ear at all times. The, 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 the story's progressing. The Judgment Day is getting stronger, and Dominic is becoming a bigger heel. Agreed. And you know what, he, oh, you know what else, when you look at Dominic, and we talked a little bit about this on yesterday's show, Bully, 
you know, we found out on Friday, Rey Mysterio shows up on SmackDown, talks to Triple H, says, I, I, I quit. I, w- I want to retire. I can't take this anymore. I'm not going to fight my own son. Triple H says, come in, let's talk about it. And now he's a member of SmackDown, going to have a match for the Intercontinental Championship. And you and I were talking off the air, I believe, Bully, about this and saying, all right, where do they go now? Because we there's a lot of time and emotion invested in this storyline between Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. And now they have kind of pulled the plug on that, at least for now. You know what? I kind of agree with the decision because I liked what we saw last night. And if AJ would have beat Dom, then there's no story there. AJ would have beat Dominic Mysterio, which is probably what, you know, is most likely going to happen if AJ and Dom step into the ring. But Dominic Mysterio getting a clean victory on AJ Styles, that's the beginning of a story, Bully, that I want to see. Also, with Rey Mysterio, if Rey's character is never going to fight back against his son, there's only so many days, so many shows, you can have the Judgment Day and Dom get heat on Rey. There has to eventually be retaliation. And Ray's character would never retaliate against his son. He'll retaliate against the rest of the Judgment Day. And who can he really retaliate against? He'll retaliate against Finn. We've seen that. Well, he'll retaliate against Priest. We've seen that. He can't hit Rhea, and he's not going to hit his own son. So there's only so far you can go with heat on dad. Get dad away from the situation now. Maybe dad comes back in a couple of months to make the save for his son. Maybe dad becomes the white knight, but that's down the line. Right now, I think it's a good idea to get Ray away from the Judgment Day and Dominic. Yeah, and, and I kind of like it. Rhea did, you know, grab AJ's leg, and, and, I, and I love this dynamic between Rhea and Dom. Like, you know, Rhea is controlling Dominic Mysterio, but not the same way that we were seeing a month or two ago. Like, Dom has really become his own man. Like, he's standing by the decisions that he's making. He doesn't seem like that lost child that's just trying to stick it to his dad. These are conscious decisions that Dom is making. And a lot of people, I think, Bully, have unfairly been criticizing Dominic Mysterio. I I honestly don't see why. I, I think Dominic Mysterio has been phenomenal. Has it been awkward in places? Yes, it should be awkward in places. This is... a an emotional storyline that he's involved in. It's supposed to be a little awkward, especially the relationship between Dom and Rhea. I think Dominic Mysterio has been doing a phenomenal job on Monday nights. I agree with you that people have been entirely too harsh on Dominic. Last night I tweeted huge win for Dom. People are chiming in. He's not over. It's bad heat. It's this and that it's not, he's not, He's not good in the ring. Kid's young. He's in the WWE. He's out on his own. He's learning to fly the whole nine yards. This doesn't happen overnight, people. Dominic is not a spot monkey young boy. Okay? He's learning how to tell stories. He's learning how to grow into his character. He's learning how to use his character in wrestling matches. This is not about, oh, he's a, he's not like a, just for a lack of a better, uh, a, a better uh, example, like a Dante Martin 
okay, who's going to go out there and just do a bunch of moves and get over with his move set. What Dominic is doing is considerably more difficult in the wrestling business, immersing himself in storyline, immersing himself in character, and getting that over, thus not having to do all the crazy moves. Thus he can when, when do the moves when the moves matter more. If Dominic was doing a bad job, a lackluster job, guess who'd be the first person to point it out? Me. Got no problem pointing the fingers at guys and gals who are not stepping up to the plate. I think Dom is being is being put in some not difficult situations, but for a young person in the business, and, and Rhea too. Rhea and Dom are the same age. They're young, and they're in a very advanced storyline right now with the WWE. And it takes growth and character development. And I think they're both doing a great job. Listen, if the Judgment Day wasn't doing a good job, if I didn't enjoy watching the Judgment Day on my TV every week, listen, I'd be coming on the air right now, Bully, screaming and yelling about, please get Rhea Ripley out of the Judgment Day and put her back in the women's division fighting for a championship. Because God knows they need her. Seriously. I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later on. The women's division on Monday Night Raw has been lackluster, to say the least. But you know what? I don't want that to happen because I think one of the must-see segments week in and week out have been the Judgment Day. I don't understand. We got into the whole what chance a couple of weeks ago. I'm not going to go down that road again. But I, I really enjoy. I think those members of the Judgment Day, Finn and Damian Priest and Rian, have some really good chemistry together. If you actually listen to what they're saying, I'm buying into it. And I enjoy watching them on my sh- on on Monday Night Raw, Monday nights each and every week. This is why you have to give things time. You have to. It's not like um, a rock and roll band, all right. You might get a. Remember the movie The Dirt when Motley Crue gets together for the first time and they play Live Wire together for that first time. You know, you you, you know there's an energy. You know there's a feel. You know there's something there. But still, it's not. It's it's not perfect. It's still sloppy, but it, it, there's a beauty in the sloppiness. So the same thing happens with wrestling with groups. You get guys and gals together, and that first time it might not exactly click, but then there might be an energy there that you got to work through. There might be a sloppiness there, but you still know that there's something. We got something, whether it's a tag team, whether it's a group, anything. It's got to give you got to give it time to come together. Any great rock and roll band needs time to come together and gel and, and and get in tune with one another, not just in tune with one another with their instruments, in tune with one another with their personalities. And that's what's going on in the Judgment Day. Did you ever think that, you know, if you were to tell Finn Balor, Damian Priest, um, um, uh, Dom and uh, and Rhea a couple of years ago, you're going to be a part of this faction where you're, you're going to have to all gel together. They probably wouldn't have believed it, but that's where they are now. And 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 much like a relationship, it takes time to build a relationship. And that's with two people. These are four individuals who are building a relationship in their characters together within a story. I think they're doing a great job so far. Yeah, and Rhea Ripley has really shown her personality and character. And and Dom is around a Finn Balor and a Damian Priest. You know, I know Damian Priest hasn't had a long WWE career, but if you look at his career, 
you know, as punishment Martinez outside of the WWE. I've called him the MVP at times on this show, Bully. And Finn Balor is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Dominic Mysterio being around these players are going to make him better. And I see the growth in Dominic Mysterio week in and week out. Go back and watch that match with AJ Styles. That was a good match. And I think it's okay. I, I don't understand why everybody wants things to be so seamless. You know, we hear that word from fans sometimes. Boy, that was a crisp match. Well, fights aren't supposed to be crisp. You know, it's supposed to be clunky at times. You know, if it's crisp, are... that means it's entirely too choreographed. Yes. Uh, I don't want to see a. I don't need to see a choreographed spot and fest match. I want to see a fight. Give me something that looks like a struggle. Go back and watch Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect. Okay. It is a great wrestling match that is not perfect. There's a struggle going on. There, watch them do their side headlock takeovers. They look phenomenal, but there's a struggle to it. It doesn't look like it's smooth and this spot and this sequence and this move. That's not the way it's done. You will never become a millionaire doing it that The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. That way. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine podcast. Baron Corbin, now a member of Monday Night Raw. Rey Mysterio goes to SmackDown. Baron Corbin goes to Monday Night Raw. But even, and we'll get into Baron Corbin, because I think you and I are definitely on the same page when it comes to Baron Corbin. JBL, obviously JBL, good friend of the show. Uh, Got one thing wrong, though, last night, JBL, bully, and that is uh, uh, Texas didn't hang 50 points on Oklahoma. They hung 49 on Oklahoma, 49 to nothing uh, in that game uh, earlier this month. What an embarrassment. And JBL did a great job of reminding that Oklahoma crowd how bad the Longhorns beat up on their Sooners. A couple of people like, oh, it's such cheap heat. Who gives a shit? It works. It's something that JBL's character would do every single day and twice on Sundays. JBL went out there last night, was awesome in the ring, 
was awesome on commentary. He got everything over, including himself. He got Corbin over. He got the match over. He got Ziggler over. He got himself over. He did yep. a great job burying, uh, um, <laughs> calling the guy Shamrock and putting over Graves. This is what happens when you get a veteran of the ring who knows what the hell they're doing, who came up in the business during a time where we learned how to do all of this stuff and be true professionals in the ring and on the microphone. Last night was seamless for JBL. It's as if he was been doing it this whole time and hasn't been away for however long it's been. What a great promo. Yep. And didn't come across forced. And he was didn't come across like he was memorizing lines. JBL just went out there and was JBL and got a lot of heat and helped get Corbin over. And Corbin is a guy who is criminally underrated in the WWE. A guy who in the ring always gets it done. A guy who can be a very, very strong heel. Little bit maybe of a gear upgrade from him. And this is coming from a guy who wasn't exactly a fashionista when it came to his gear in the ring, but maybe just a little bit of a gear upgrade for Corbin. And I think him and JBL are going to be a hell of a tandem. Uh, listen, JBL did a fantastic job. Anybody that watched that, obviously he got a little bit of a, a warm welcome in Oklahoma because he's a Hall of Famer and he got a lot of respect as he went towards that ring. But then he got everybody in that arena to boo him and hate him. And like you said, I, I don't, I never understand the long, you know, the low hanging fruit and all this other type of shit. Listen, perception is reality, bully. If you're watching on your TV and you're seeing a man in the middle of the ring getting booed by 10,000 people, you know right away that's somebody that I should hate. That's somebody I should boo. It doesn't happen a lot, especially on WWE programming, but it happened last night for JBL. And then Baron Corbin. Bully, I don't know now, five years? You and I have been talking about Baron Corbin in the WWE, I think Baron Corbin is, without a doubt, maybe one of the most underrated talents we've seen in professional wrestling in the last 20 years. Uh, I totally agree. And if you're one of those fans that are sitting back when JBL is doing his promo, and like you said, there's 10,000, 15,000 people, whatever, booing him, and you're sitting there on your couch, on your big fat ass, saying to yourself, um, oh, that's cheap heat. He's from Texas and he's just talking about Oklahoma. You're too smart for your own good. Go shave your, your neck beard and reassess your fandom because low-hanging fruit tastes as good as high-hanging fruit. And it's probably hanging low because it's more ripe and it's a bit sweeter. It works. It And it worked last night. You can do it around the horn. I love when they pick out individual cities and they go after the individual city. But I only like it when it's done once a night. I don't recommend that anybody, you know, like if I was worried later on in the night, I thought they were going to do it again, Dave. I forget I forget who it was. I thought they were going to go after the city again, Oklahoma. And I was like, please don't do it twice. It was right for JBL that night. So no matter where it is, if you're in if, if you're in uh, Philadelphia, you're talking about the Flyers or whatever the, the, the sports team is or whatever's going on locally, 
for the right character, I love going after the low hanging fruit and love going for the cheap heat. Because if 20,000 people are booing, who cares what they're booing about? And if 20,000 people are booing on TV and it's coming through your speakers at home, are you really sitting there going, oh, that's cheap heat? If you think it's cheap heat, get your face out of the dirt sheets. Yeah, I I don't know why people's perception has changed so much in pro wrestling, but it definitely has. And I'm just going to use Baron because of Corbin. dirt sheets and message boards and people yeah. who think they know what the hell they're talking about. And that's the one thing that I wish fans wouldn't do. Like, it's OK to look at social media, have fun with social media. I do it as well. But don't take my word for it. Go by yourself. Like. You know, watch pro wrestling in your own eyes. Don't look at what somebody else is saying and then take that as the truth or how you should feel. Those opinions are just, listen, a dirt sheet writer's opinion is just as good as your opinion. You know, I mean, I mean, come on, like, like, don't let them kind of sway you on how you should think. And this is where I talk about a Baron Corbin. I'm going to throw out the number. And I know there's a lot of people hanging on the line that want to talk about, um, Monday Night Raw, and we will get to you. But I do have a question to the nation about Baron Corbin. Why the hate for Baron Corbin? I'd love to hear, Bully, why people... I'm not talking about the character. You should hate the character that Baron Corbin plays. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to boo him. You're supposed to have signs that say, I hate Baron Corbin. He's been a heel since he's been on the main roster. That's fine. I, I, I want somebody to explain to me why he's quote-unquote uh, turn the channel heat or turn off the TV. I, 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 want to, I want somebody to explain to me what that means because I, I never understood this hate for the wrestler Baron Corbin. Bully, we've talked to Baron Corbin before. Baron Corbin grew up a wrestling fan, loved wrestling. Okay, he is a uh, an athlete that played football. His his career didn't pan out. Became a pro wrestler. How many times have we seen that in the history of pro wrestling, where somebody's gone from one sport to another? It happens all the time. I think every character that he has had, he has knocked it out of the park. Man, I I, I stand by what I say, bully. I think Baron Corbin is one of the best wrestlers in the WWE right now. Uh, in the ring and on the microphone. I cannot find any flaws in his game. Like I said, yeah, maybe an upgrade in his ring gear. That's about it. Maybe, maybe fine-tune your look just a little. Whenever, No matter what, whether it's happy Corbin or down-on-his-luck Corbin or badass Corbin goes out there, does a great job. And in the ring, he's really, really good. Maybe one of the most underrated that's ever come from another sport into the world of professional wrestling. I agree. And Dave, I know we have a lot of people on hold that want to talk raw, but I agree with you. I want to talk to people who don't like Corbin, not because you don't like the character, like you said, who think Corbin is a waste of time or shouldn't be on their TV, or change the channel heat. Call in and give us some some facts. Give us something good. 
you know, and bullying- I, 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 educate me on why Corbin, uh, I, I, why I shouldn't watch Baron Corbin anymore. Educate me as to why Baron Corbin is not really good at what he does. And you know what? Uh, Baron Corbin was one of the few wrestlers. We just did a master's class bully on finishers. Baron Corbin is one of the, one of the wrestlers out there in the WWE that kind of protects his finish. That end of days, like not too many people have kicked out of that finisher. Like he's done a very good job. He's lost matches, but it hasn't because of that. Like I, I, I think he's about as old school as you can get in the WWE right now. 877-344-4893, 877-Fight93. Let's go out to Savage in Whitestone. Savage, what did you want to say about Baron Corbin? Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Bully. Uh, 100% agree with everything you're saying this morning. Baron Corbin is definitely one of the most underrated talents in the world. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and I've loved him since his NXT days, his NXT run. Last night on Raw was incredible. I love the pairing of him and JBL. JBL is always good on the mic, always delivered, and especially delivered last night. Probably had the best segment of Monday Night Raw in general. But Baron Corbin is on his way to the top, just like JBL told everybody yesterday. Baron Corbin is a future WWE champion. If you didn't hear it on the commentary, make sure you watch it again and listen for it because he told you exactly what's going to happen. Baron Corbin is a future WWE champion because he's one of the best workers in the business. My only gripe about last night is I would have got rid of that stupid hat. It's reminiscent of that happy Corbin gimmick that I hated. The music also kind of reminded me of it, but I'm still going to give it a pass. I'm going to give it a chance. Other than that, I'm going to answer your question about why people hate Baron Corbin. People hate Baron Corbin because he is a threat to all of their favorite wrestlers. He is a threat in the ring, on the mic, in the locker room. Everybody be ready for Baron Corbin because he is a future WWE champion. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Having me, I appreciate you. Savage, thanks for the phone call. I wonder if there's a little truth to what Savage is saying. By the way, Savage agreed with you, Bully, that they probably should have changed of wardrobe, probably shouldn't have had the hat. I agree with that. Maybe a, a completely different look last night. Um, hell, you know what? If you're going to be with JBL, maybe even you know coming out a little bit JBL-like last night would have been gone a long way for Baron Corbin. But it's interesting. I just said that Baron Corbin is a little bit more old school than most of the wrestlers right now in the WWE. Maybe there's a lot of younger fans that don't like that about Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's not a high fire. Baron Corbin's not a spot guy. You know, you know, Baron Corbin does do kind of old school characters and promos. Maybe that's the reason why there's a big fan base that doesn't like Baron Corbin bully. Um, I, if, if that's the reason uh, I'm not on board with that because he's old school. Baron Corbin, let's take, um, let's take any, let's take wrestlers like a, uh, a Will Ospreay, a Zack Sabre Jr., a Jay White, uh, a Kenny Omega. Let's take all of these style of wrestlers. Uh, Who else? I think those are good ones. You're going to tell me that Baron Corbin's style wouldn't mesh well with all of those guys and they wouldn't have a fantastic match? I think they would. They would they would tear the house down. An Osprey and a and a Baron Corbin, just enough of a difference of styles. See, that's the problem. 
Baron Corbin doesn't wrestle like all of these other guys that people love, these spot fest wrestlers. Baron Corbin actually has psychology and understand it and gets it. You know, Dave, a long, 10, 10 to 15 years ago, everybody's favorite wrestler was AJ Styles. Why? Because AJ Styles was the big indie spot guy who was tearing it up in TNA. Remember? Yes. Ask AJ Styles today if his way of doing it back then or the way he's doing it now was the right way or the wrong way. I'm sure be he the would first... say right now. Absolutely. Because once you incorporate the psychology into everything, that's when it starts to come together. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.